It's time for The Bright Side, a coaching radio show for changemakers, the organizations and positive leaders creating positive change in the world while simultaneously caring for their people. The Bright Side is sponsored by P-Link Leadership. P-Link Leadership believes in a world where positive leadership is the norm and individuals and the organizations they power are a force for positive change. And now as your host, Alexis Robin, co-founder of P-Link Leadership, I'm here to bring you your 10 minutes of insight, theory, and actionable tips to support you on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. Good morning, it's Alexis Robin on the Bright Side, and today we are talking about getting to know your inner demons or how they can help you and how they can help you. And if you're like most people, you may have some inner demons or stories that play in your head like a tape recorder. They may not always be helpful, and in fact, some can downright be harmful if you let them run unchecked. So this morning I was working out and I was listening to Pandora, and Eminem's song, The Monster, came on. And it just got me thinking about how we relate to our thoughts and stories and how if we befriend them, we can manage them versus letting them manage us. So um, he says, the lyrics from his song says, I'm friends with the monster that's under my bed. Get along with the voices inside of my head. And it's, uh, it's really, you know, when you think about that, this whole idea that um, if we can understand what stories we tell ourselves, if we can understand our belief systems and we raise our self-awareness, our consciousness to understand those things, then we are much more able to control them versus letting them control us subconsciously. So the leadership circle profile group or the leadership circle group, they call this the inner and outer game, which, um, which is this concept that our inner game is really our represents our assumptions, beliefs, and stories. It's our consciousness, and um, and it drives our outer game, and our outer game represents our behaviors, actions, and habits, or our competence. And so when you think about this idea that um, we have this inner game, and it is... Um, you know, it's playing itself out. And it, the way that that can look in a situation is if somebody has an inner game that says, you know, as long as I get along with everybody and I'm agreeable, then I'll be safe or I'll be valuable. As long as my work is excellent, then I will be a valuable human being and I'll be worthwhile. Um, those kind of inner assumptions and beliefs can both be helpful and harmful. But when we let them run unchecked or we don't explore them, we don't know what they are, they're often operating under the hood, as my friend Helen Sampson Mullen would say, or um, they're operating in our subconscious. So um, when we know our inner game or we know the monsters under our bed, the voices inside of our head, as Eminem would call it, we can explore what's at risk for us and we can explore how those stories, assumptions, and beliefs are there to protect us and were there to protect us in the past and how they might be harming us now. So Susan David, uh, she wrote a book called Emotional Agility. You've heard me talk about it on the show before. She talks about the importance of being um, familiar and um, present to all of our emotions. And so oftentimes when we have negative emotions, sometimes my clients will say, well, I just don't like to feel that or yeah, I'm not going there. Um, 
but ignoring them doesn't make them go away. In fact, sometimes it makes them get bigger. Um, and being with emotions, even if they're negative, is a healthy part of being a human. They are the emotions are part of our system, and they are they are data. They're an important part of our um, our data that comes from the body that gives us um, body, mind, heart, and gut wisdom. So when our um, when we can get familiar and use those emotions as a trigger point that says like, hey, I'm feeling a negative emotion right now, or I'm feeling something that's uncomfortable, um, whether it's anxiety or fear or anger, frustration, sadness, grief, all of those things, um, rather than push them away or try to just cheer ourselves up and, you know, get back to our positive, optimistic outlook, um, it's important to be present to them and, and just check in, like, where are they coming from? Because often those very emotions are um, kind of the pathway to understanding and figuring out what are what is my inner game? What are these voices inside of my head saying? And that negative feeling or that negative emotion can often be a trigger that lets you know you have something that you should be paying attention to. Something doesn't feel right. So where's the story in that something? Why do you feel upset? What's going on for you there? Um, so using our emotions when we have something that doesn't feel quite right to explore what's going on for us is a great way to get in touch with your assumptions, beliefs, and stories. Now, for some people, this can take a long time. Um, years ago, I think I did my leadership circle profile, which is a 360 assessment that we use at P-Link Leadership um, to determine reactive and creative leadership styles. I think when I did that five years ago, you know, I had some great insights and I found some things, but it was over the years coaching. Um, I, I had a master coach and then I also did some coaching um, when I was getting certified to become a Brene Brown uh, Daring Way facilitator. Um, really is when I kind of honed in on what some of those old stories were. And once I was able to find that, um, that was really helpful to me in being able to uncover the way that I was operating. And so, um, so as I'm working with clients and we're kind of digging in some of the questions I will ask them, um, when they're in a situation where they come and they say, Oh, I was in a situation at work the other day and it really ticked me off. Or I just, I'm so upset about this. I'm just so, um, beside myself. And we'll say, well, what's the story you're telling yourself about what this means? You know, what is, what is your story about why this is important or why this matters? What are the, um, what are your inner, you know, what, what's your inner voice say? What are the voices in your head say? What's the tape saying? And so those are some questions you can ask yourself to notice the monsters under your bed, to meet the voices in your head, to ask yourself, like, what are you saying? And so, um, so for a long time, my husband used to ask me, like, why do you have to be right all the time? You, you often are trying, you know, well, I'm, I'll ask you something. I feel like you always want to be right. And I sat for a long time and did a lot of self-coaching around that. Like, why do I need to be right? Why do I need to be right? I don't, I don't feel like I need to be right. And, um, eventually when you, if you spend enough time dwelling and, and exploring and examining your thoughts and beliefs, um, and kind of just digging around, what I came to was this, um, old story that I carried with me that I should know better that I should, um, you know, probably set told to me by 
a family member at one point or a teacher or multiple people, um, you know, and this whole idea of I should know better stuck with me. And that was really what the voices would say, right? They would say, you should know better um, for silly things, uh, for big things. And it would affect the way that I could receive feedback. Like somebody would give me feedback on a writing assignment and I think, well, I should have caught that myself. I should have known better. I should have seen that coming, um, which is really unrealistic. And oftentimes we hold ourselves to these subconscious and unrealistic uh, goal lines um, to be able to see something coming every time or to know everything. I mean, that's just not realistic. And so, um, but so understanding that really helped to uncover for me why I got triggered when I was in a situation where perhaps I, I associated it with being wrong and how that affected my outer game and getting that feedback from my husband saying, Hey, you know, why do you always have to be right? Or feedback from my coworkers, like, gosh, you seem to get a little offended when we give you feedback on your work, um, which was not who I wanted to be. So getting, you know, getting to know what your inner stories are can be really helpful because um, they're there to protect you, right? Like my, my inner story that I should know better definitely drives me to do an extra check of my work, to ask extra questions before deciding something, to um, pay attention to the signals uh, in the current context I'm living or working in to see like what's coming, what do I need to be paying attention to? So it helps me get out in front of myself and, and anticipate what could happen, but it also hangs me up when I get um, surprised by something. But knowing that allows me to practice self-compassion. It allows me to um, think about different ways that I could handle that response. Whereas when I didn't know it, it was just managing my behavior and it was triggering me and my reactive tendencies in ways um, that weren't necessarily helpful. So a couple of things you can do to understand your own stories is that when you feel a negative emotion, when you start to get triggered by something is to ask yourself, what's the story I'm telling myself about this situation? What am I making this mean? These are a couple of different things you can ask yourself. Um, my favorite, what's at risk for me right now? So my client comes to me and says, you know, I just don't have any power in this organization. People want me to show up and lead people, but I don't really have the ability to. So, okay, so what's at risk for you there? And then you continue to ask yourself that question until it gets to the point of almost a little bit of hilarity. I almost always end up laughing with clients once we get down underneath all of that because it's usually some like really root um, fear around worthiness or um, as a person or safety. And um, it's kind of like, well, if I'm if I can't do this, then eventually I'll be worthless or I'll be, you know, out on the streets with no job and no wife and family and a total failure at life. And so, and then we kind of laugh, right? Because we can, we can cognitively know, consciously know that that's not really how fast it's going to happen, but in our subconscious, it happens that quickly. So, um, so asking what's at risk for me and then what would be at risk for me and what would be at risk for me if that happened and see if you can get down to that very, very root level and understand that. And then ask yourself, how might this story have kept me safe in the past? How might this, this idea of knowing better kept me safe when I was younger and how might it be keeping me safe now? And how might it be getting in my way now? How might it be affecting my outer game and the way that I show up? 
And then once you know that, you have a lot more control over rewriting your story. What's the story I want to tell myself instead? What's something else I want to explore? Um, a really, if you, if you're very into this and you, you know, you want to get even deeper and understanding how to heal those old stories and parts, there's a, um, I heard this great, uh, psychologist, maybe psychiatrist, I'll have to check his uh, credentials out, but, um, Richard Schwartz, he wrote a book called internal family systems therapy, and he talks about how we exile these parts. You know, when we have a story, um, I should have known better or this, you know, this fear of not knowing better and how if we don't like it, we'll just cast it off like, oh, I don't I don't want to associate myself with that. So we'll try to ignore it. Um, but he has this really neat practice that he did with us in a, in a group meditation where um, you invite that that part of you to tell you its story and and understand what it's there and, and how it's trying to protect you. And then. There's a few more steps, and eventually he invites you to ask it, if you didn't have to protect me from this, what would you like to do instead? And to let it apply for a new job that's possibly more positive. I just thought that was a great metaphor and a really fun way um, to explore these different inner thoughts and, and inner demons, if you will, or um, parts of us that are you know, both helpful and harmful. So, um, so this week, just notice, start to notice when you get triggered, Name what's going on for you. Name the story you're telling yourself, the belief that's associated with that negative emotion, and then um, and then ask yourself what's at risk here and explore it, examine it a little bit more so that you're able to navigate your response, your external response, your behavior, your habits, and your actions in a different way. Um, and that'll help you to become friends with the monsters under your bed and the voices in your head. Uh, back to our original inspiring song. So this has been Alexis Robin on the Bright Side, sponsored by P-Link Leadership. Uh, we're out to help create positive leaders for positive change in a better world. So look forward to seeing you next week and every Monday on the Bright Side. Thanks so much.